You're listening to the Seven Transformations podcast with your host, Tudor Alexander. For the show notes to this episode, stay connected at the Seven Transformations.com. Transformation is an ongoing journey, and it is good that we don't have to walk that path alone. My name is Tudor Alexander, and this is my weekly podcast where I share my life lessons on and off the competitive floor with a few stories in between. What's up, what's up, everybody? Thank you for joining me. My name is Tudor Alexander, and I'm your host for the Seven Transformations podcast. Welcome to the show. Welcome back. Thank you so much for listening. Happy Monday to you. Today, I'm going to share with you some interesting things that I've been working on. If you've been listening uh, in the last couple weeks, especially, I, I had that series on spiritual plumbing. I had a chance to really have some time to myself now that I'm fully self-employed, kind of took the plunge here in the last two months, pretty much, to create some really meaningful things uh, to me. I created some workshops that I want to be starting to teach here in in public and then create some materials and print materials. I want to write a book. So I am very grateful. I want to open up this episode with gratitude. I'm very grateful for the ability to share this with you. So what I'm going to share with you today is uh, material from a workshop that I developed called Dance Your Way Through Life, which is the culmination of my 10 years of being in the professional ballroom dance industry and all the lessons that I've had uh, from various places in competing and teaching and all this kind of stuff into a way that I can share my my vision with people who've never even danced before or maybe don't even want to dance. They're not even curious about it. But still, I think that the lessons, just like anything else, you know, I think wisdom can be found in any avenue of life. And when we can relate that wisdom to other people who have not had the experience or the time to be able to do what we did, I think that's very valuable. So this is what this is. It's my experience uh, in teaching and competing and taking the wisdom from ballroom dancing, from structured dancing, and looking at how we can apply that to our lives. You know, I think that dancing is a very powerful metaphor, and it's a powerful metaphor and tool because, number one, it's relational. You know, you you are dancing with a partner, so you have a direct experience of the relational forces of the universe. You know, everything in our in our world is relational. Things are moving in accordance to one another, and this gives you a direct access to that experience by by having to relate your movements to another person, to other people on the floor, to those kinds of things, to the music. You know, there's always a relationship we are considering. Ballroom dancing is also very structured. So another thing that makes it a very good tool uh, is that it allows a lot of distinguishing terms and structure, and we look at alignment. It's a very high-performance sport. You know, so anytime you have something that demands a high level of excellence and performance, you really get down to the nitty gritty and the structure is much more detailed than something that is, uh, you know, not so high performance in that sense. And it's also an experiential tool. You know, like I said, it's a, it's a way for you to visualize something like falling off balance, right? We can use that as a metaphor for, let's say, getting angry or being emotional but you can also experience that by actually physically falling off balance. So you can relate these principles to your life very easily. So my goal with this episode is to kind of introduce you to some of these ideas that I shared in the workshop. This workshop was designed to have 
you know, people standing around and doing some exercises. So it'll be interesting. So bear with me as we go through this. But I think that a lot of these things will be very, very useful. And like I said, I think they're very interesting. So I decided to share them with you. And so when when we begin, when we look at everything, I always want to start with principles. You know, I, I, I love principles. I think they're 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 very important to have in guiding our direction in life, our decisions. And the one principle that I want to bring your attention to is the principle of impermanence. If you haven't heard of it, it's just the principle of change. The things are constantly changing. This is the the nature of our reality is that everything is impermanent. And this principle is a guiding principle in this workshop and, and everything else because it generates three main ideas that, that are going to be bouncing around in, in the following content that we're going to be talking about. And the first one is that, you know, time, you know, impermanence creates time. This this idea of, you know, minutes and seconds and, and the passing of one moment to another, this is the reality that we live in, space and time. And particularly what that means is that time is valuable. It is never coming back. Never, ever does it come back. You could have the best moment of your life or the worst moment of your life. It is gone forever, you know, after it's gone. So this is one thing that really always stuck out to me, especially with dancing, because with dancing, you could have the most amazing dance in the world, you know, or I could have competed, I could have the best routine or whatever, best performance. It doesn't matter because when it's gone, it's it's gone forever. And that's one thing I always liked about like music and other things where you could actually save and record these things is because they kind of, you know, got out of that principle of impermanence. They, they snuck they were, their way around it by immortalizing it in a picture or, or a recording, just like this podcast, you know, when I recorded this and when you hear it, it's two different times. I'm like talking to you in the future. So that was always really cool, but really the reality we live in, at least with our movements and decisions, uh, things are gone forever. So remember that. Remember as you go through life, as you dance your way through life, that the importance of your actions and how you utilize your time is the most important thing. And the more aware you become of what you do, the the more fulfilling your life is because it's it's so easy to waste time. And that's something I can relate to very easily. The second point of impermanence is entropy. And if you aren't familiar with entropy, it's the tendency for things to go into disarray and disorder. It is like this natural pull towards homeostasis for everything to just be even Steven. And that is a force that is constantly acting acting upon us and our lives. Life is in opposition to that force. It is what strives to stay organized. You know, we age because we get oxidation on our cells and our bodies can't repair. They can't overcome the amount of damage that's being done over the, you know, decades. At some point, we just break down. So everything is in a constant state of you know, being torn apart. And life is the opposite of that movement. And I would also say that dancing is life because dancing is a co-creative act. You know, two people that are standing across the room come together to create something greater than themselves to the music. They're, They're moving their bodies as one, you know, fighting the natural comfortable tendency to go and sit down 
apart from each other. You know, nobody, nobody has to dance, but we choose to dance. So the third principle that we get from impermanence is what starts off this workshop and this, this conversation, and that's momentum. Obviously, if we live in a, in a world where things are constantly changing, we exist between this sandwich of cause and effect. You know, things are constantly moving into one and another. And what that does is it puts us under a momentum. When we are born, we are born within a particular culture. We are born with a particular worldview. We're born with DNA that, that determines our directions in some way or in some form. And obviously there's that whole battle of nature versus nurture, but there is a momentum to our existence. And the important point is that human beings are the first, relatively the first, at least that we know, the first point where this momentum has been able to be, be changed. So what does that mean? Everything outside of human beings is under this momentum and has a predictable set of outcomes. A tiger is going to reproduce and make more tigers, and that's about it. You aren't going to go in a jungle and suddenly see a tiger building a house. You know, that's that's impossible, you know, at least to what we know. But there is a there's a momentum that that tiger is in that it will stay that way, you know. And intelligent life came around in the order of the universe and how it evolved. Intelligent came life came around and developed the ability, unique ability to observe itself, to to stop. And this is very very significant because by stopping this momentum, by being able to observe, our creative ability has expanded drastically. We can stop and say, wait a minute, you know, I'm going to create a tool here, or wait a minute, I don't need to do this, I can do this. That kind of aware thinking allowed us to start creating something outside of the momentum of existence. And in the workshop, I talk about distinguishing movement from dancing. You know, dancing is something that is created. Nobody, you know, nobody evolved to create a box step or whatever, you know, whatever steps we have in dancing. They're all agreed upon. They're just created. And they're beautiful, though, but it's all made up. So it was something that was, it came about as a result of observation, as of, of stopping and thinking and creating, using intent. You know, so the important thing, now that we understand there's a dis difference between movement and dancing, dancing is something that is created. It is authored by intent, whereas movement is the result of momentum. So how do we distinguish when we are, you know, moving through life versus dancing our way through it? And that really just takes awareness. It takes an awareness to be able to stop the momentum. You need regular you need regular periods of reflection and observation in your life in order to redirect the natural momentum that you are going to be under. And momentum here is everything. It is your biology, it is your psychology, it is the external forces, you know, of your life and also internal ones obviously that are generating your drives and your decisions. And you can't stop completely there's always something moving, but your ability to observe and redirect that movement 
is the key to creating your dance of life, so to speak. You know, I, I have people in the workshop do an exercise where they're standing, you know, with their posture really, really and you can feel this at home. You can stand up and put your posture really forward until you almost fall off balance and then really back weighted and then maybe a little more forward poised and then neutral. And you can see what does it feel like in each of those alignments. You know, the two that are extreme are going to put you under momentum. So when we learn to align ourselves in a neutral fashion where we aren't being pulled in one direction or another, when we can observe and come out of that momentum, that is when we can create. You know, creating something doesn't happen when you're stressed out, doesn't happen when you're feared, you know, you're when you're afraid. It happens when you're neutral, when you're relaxed, you know, when you are at peace. So when you are nothing, creation comes from nothing. It doesn't come from that state of momentum that that we can find ourselves in. It's normal to have stress and momentum and, and be under the influence of external things. But in order for you to really dance your way through life, to really create your way, you have to find that neutral on a regular basis. And an important point here is that you aren't going to just find neutral you know, right away. We are born with a particular momentum in our life. You know, like I said, our worldview, our, you know, gender, our expectations of our parents, you know, schooling, there's so many things that propel us in a particular direction. And as we bounce around through life, you know, if as long as we maintain awareness and curiosity to grow, we will be able to know when we've bounced too far. If I hit too far to the right with something, I'm most likely going to swing back the other way. And then I ping pong back. But when I'm on my way back to that right side, I know I'm not going to go as far as I did because I know that that burned me or that hurt or whatever. And the same way going backwards. So you're going to ping pong back and forth. And through that process, you discover you're neutral more and more. And you begin to find out where, where you are. What's your center? What do you believe in? What, you know, what are you going to tolerate? What are you not going to tolerate? Those are the kinds of exploratory conversations you have with yourself as you move through life, as you dance your way through it. So the next point, you know, once we have seen the impact of our alignment and momentum, we also look at movement. You know, movement is something that we have to do. We are constantly moving through life. And particularly when we move, there are two important things that I brought up. The first one is handling resistance. You know, you can move. It's like having a, a wheel that's a square versus a wheel that's round. You know, they can both move, but, you know, one is going to create much more resistance and wear and tear and, and probably injury in some form or fashion versus the other. So alignment of the internal parts in, rel in relation to themselves is very important for movement through life, for, for effortless movement, for dancing, right? And what that means is, again, being aware and correcting the misalignments in ourselves that are causing resistance, you know? So what does that mean? What are some things that might create misalignments? You know, well, if you remember the principle of entropy, entropy 
is the things tendency of things to go to disorder. It is that force that's pulling thing, everything apart constantly. Well, things tend to go towards misalignment. They just tend to do that because everything in your life that's worth having, that's worth you know, to create, exists at a higher level of order. And the higher level of order it is, the more disorder pulls at it. So things are constantly moving towards misalignment as you move. And you have to be in a vigilant state to correct those misalignments in in your movements, in your how do you move from one decision to another, in what you believe. You know, some things that are very common as misalignments would be something like guilt or fear or shame. You know, I talked a lot about these in my last episodes, the last series on spiritual plumbing, which we talked about all of the ways that we lose power. You know, these are mental misalignments, energetical misalignments, and when we can correct those, we move more and more effortlessly through life. And the question is, how do we do that? Well, awareness is one of them. We already brought that up, but also vulnerability. You know, vulnerability, I talked about, again, about this in the spiritual plumbing exercises, that really those two forces, those two modes of, of acting and thinking are how we are constantly keeping vigilance over our life. Awareness and vulnerability. Awareness is your ability to distinguish something, to become aware. And your vulnerability is your willingness to put it in play, your willingness to make it personal, to connect it to your life, to see where you can let something go. You know, you have to be vulnerable and and act courageously in your life in order to get rid of resistance, to trim it down, to dance your way through life. Now, we talked about movement, and there's a second part to it. I said the first part is resistance. And the second part is being able to move without falling prey to momentum, you know, and getting back into momentum. And it's like, how, how do we do that? Because movement inherently demands momentum. You know, if I move in one way, I'm now under momentum if I start moving. So how do we, how do we get to moving without it making under control, you know, out of control? Well, first we have to look at what indeed actually makes us move. So if I'm, if I'm standing somewhere and I'm thirsty and I see a bottle of water on the table, I'm going to go get that bottle of water. I've moved towards that bottle of water. So what initially happened was an internal desire or intent. That happened in my mind, and then the mind communicated to the body to start moving. So your intent, your mind, is where the movement happens first and then it becomes real in the world. The world is out there, it's big. What happens first is inside. Well, inside, if if I'm moving towards that bottle of water, that's that's already been happened in my mind, and I'm moving it towards my body. There are two things moving. There's your mind, which is moving towards the bottle of water and anticipating it and wanting it because you're thirsty. And there is the body, which is, you know, it's taking its time to get there because, you know, I can't just teleport there. So there's a there's a distance that I have to walk. So if we look at that example in your own life, it is being able to look at an outcome that you want and create it in your mind and allow 
the process to unfold itself. You know, in dancing, we have constantly a lot of different outcomes that we have to plan. And, you know, even in competition, when you're dancing around people, there's space you have to keep and move and navigate. So the mind is always ahead of us. It is constantly plotting a trajectory, plotting desires and wants and fears and things like that. And the point of this exercise to, to be able to look at how you move through life without get acquiring too much momentum is to balance your mind, which sets outcomes and sees things immediately with your body, with the physical world, which takes time and process. This is, this is the key, you know? So what that means is being able to focus on the process, you know, allowing your mind to create what it needs to create. But once you've initiated movement to stay focused on the process, because the end result could change. I may be going to walk to get that bottle of water and I may trip and break my ankle. I don't know. (laughs) That's an extreme example, but you don't know. You don't know what's going to happen. So then if I trip and break my ankle, oh my God, I'm so pissed off that I can't get my water and my mind is still on that water instead of being focused on the process. And maybe if I was more focused on the process, I wouldn't have tripped going there in the first place because I was too thirsty or too eager to get that, what I wanted to get. So any time that we are too forward focused or too, you know, uh, full with the experience ahead of us, so to speak, that is when we are going to be coming under momentum, under that natural pull of everything to be moving into the next thing and not aware as we are moving. The point is to move, but move in an aware fashion. So one exercise I have people do is I just have them walk barefoot across the floor. And as they're walking to keep their mind in the leg that has their weight, that has the the body weight. And as you move from foot to foot, you can feel the pressure transferring from one foot to another. I've done this in like Tai Chi classes, meditation classes. It's no different. The idea is the same in that your mind can set an outcome, but it can also focus on the process at the same time. I used to always hear one eye in and one eye out from one of my coaches. And it was a really cool saying because it it exactly illustrates this point. Your eye can be outward, one of them, on the outcome and what you need to do, and have one eye inward, feeling the process and what needs to happen step by step before you get there. So movement is all about removing resistance within yourself as well as focusing on the process as you are going through life and through future and planning your goals and so on. The third idea is dynamics. So in dynamics, we look at the relationship between things as they move around us. You know, this is also, I think, the definition in physics as well. It's really just the movement of things in relation to one another. So this is a very important point because everything operates under dynamics. There's nothing that stands still. You know, it may stand still relative to something else, but everything is constantly moving. And so it exists in a state of dynamic balance. You know, when we think of balance, we tend to think of a scale where, you know, it's a static situation, but there is really nothing like that in the universe. Everything is constantly moving. So balance is really allowing things to move around you naturally and not 
try to control them and keep them in place because nothing stands still. It has to allow to move. And things tend to move between extremes, you know, between opposites. And this is the second point, which is that there are these opposite but complementary forces that are constantly at play in our life. And discovering them and working through them allows you to build your relational thinking. It allows you to see how things are connected. It allows you to be balanced when you are moving. You know, if you only have one, for example, let's let's say we use the idea of cooperation and independence, right? These two are like a, a little pendulum, I call it, that swings from one to the other, and they're related, but they're opposite. So on one end, it's important to employ cooperating with others, teamwork. And on the other end, it's also important to have independence in what you do and being able to stand on your own. Too much of one, if you're if you're all about independence, then you're not going to have good teamwork with people and you won't really create very much. If you're all about cooperation, you know, but you are afraid of taking initiative on your own, then you are codependent and you're you know waiting for other people to do something before you create anything. So it is about balancing both of those opposites and and being able to move with both of them at the same time. So when we look at a dynamic life, when you're dancing your way through life dynamically, it is being able to employ opposite points of view in everything you do so that you have both sides of the coin. Because if you just have one side, if you just have all about independence, then you're going to be under momentum. You are going to fall in that spinning circle because you're you're top-heavy. You just have one force that's dominating your decisions. you know. And that doesn't mean that you won't be successful. There's plenty of examples of success that has been achieved by being off balance or, you know, being one-sided, you know, and sometimes you have to be to get anything moved and there's nothing wrong with that, but being aware of both forces in your life to be able to create a dynamic, a dynamic life to dance through life. You know, there's so many of these. So I had people look at them in their own lives. Like another good one is authenticity versus strategy. I remember reading about some podcast thing where they were talking about balancing these two. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I talk about that all the time. You know, they were talking about balancing having an authentic podcast versus like, okay, you know, making it sound really produced and things like that. So where is the balance between those two? They called it a spectrum, I think, and I call it pendulum. Same thing, you know, this idea is nothing new, but it is something that you can look in your own life. So I, I challenge you to find, number one, a place in your own life where you are, not being dynamic. Where is it when you're being one-sided? And if so, if that's a place that you've found, what is the opposite but complementary force that could be used to balance that out to give it some more dimension? You know, and then number two, find out where you are being very dynamic by employing both, you know, two things that you're trying to balance and 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 see, you know, what does that have to offer you? I always draw on the board anytime you want to create something, it always has to relate to everything else. If I have a line, which is two points, and I add a third point, which is a triangle, now there's two lines to use those points. So each point is connected. 
If there's no connection, then it's just another line again. If I had a fourth point and they're not all connected, it's still just a line, you know? So in order for us to have a multidimensional life, everything has to be related to everything else. You have to use relational thinking. When you create something, how is this going to impact X, Y, and Z? You know, if I create a business or a new idea, how is it related to everything else I'm doing? How are my actions related to my vision, my goals, this kind of thinking? So dynamics is not just about moving physical parts. It is about everything, everything, informational parts, you know, relationships, everything is dynamic. It's we live in a very dynamic world. So another final portion here, which is so we looked about alignment, we looked at momentum, we looked at movement, we looked at dynamics. The fifth and final one I want to share with you today is steps. You know, I had a student who was taking a class from me once and we were it was a just like a technique class, a very basic technique class, and she was telling me about how in hip hop how they use their feet totally differently than in Latin dancing, how we were trying to train our feet to be in a particular angle and so on. And I was like, you know what, that's really funny. I mean, that's so true because this is all made up. Again, this is all created. So there is no right way or wrong way. There's just right and left, you know, and she was showing me how a position that's really cool in hip hop with your feet would be considered very ugly or, you know, not useful at all in competitive ballroom dancing. But again, it's all relative. So what that really taught me or reinforced was that there is no right or wrong. There's just right and left. And I often use this example of a ladybug. You know, when you, when you find a ladybug on a leaf or on the ground or something, and you want to play with it a little bit, you want to put your finger in front of it, it just goes around, you know, then it might climb on your finger, it might move, it might, you know, fly off, whatever. It doesn't stop and say, oh my gosh, you know, I can't believe this finger's here. What am I going to do? Like, my life is ruined. Am I going to get home? Like, it doesn't, it doesn't do that. A ladybug just adjusts to what happens and moves on because ladybugs don't make meaning out of the situation. At least we think they don't, but they don't make meaning out of a situation. They just look at it objectively. What is it do I need to do? I need to get around this finger. So I'm just going to turn left. Oh, I need to turn right. Oh, let me go up here. So whatever happens, it's able to maintain its actions very objectively. And that is the final point about steps. You know, steps in dancing are just steps. There's no quality to them. It's not good steps or bad steps. They're just left, right, forward, back, you know, changing weight. That's it. It's just based on the function. So what that has to offer us in our way of dancing our way through life, so to speak, you know, it's about maintaining objectivity. It is about being able to create the movements in your life very objectively and without any qualifiers. You know, it's, it's about looking at whatever you want to have and create from the perspective of, okay, what do I need to do? Who do I need to be? What do I need to have? Like, look at it from a pure action perspective. How many times are we stopped by the judgments that we put on something. We're stopped in our tracks, and it's impossible, it's stupid, it's hard, and then we quit. You know, most people quit, like I said, before they even start or shortly thereafter because something came in the way that stopped them, some kind of meaning 
to whatever happened, stop them. So when we can look at life as meaningless, not in a depressing way, but in the sense that the meaning is what we give it, you know, and the meaning is a very important part of your life, but because it is something that you create, you can have control over what that means to you. And sometimes it is very difficult. I didn't say it was easy, but seeing that there is an option, there is an option outside of the meaning that you've given this situation. There is an option, meaning that there is no meaning. So there is an option there. That is very liberating to know that there is no right or wrong. There's just right and left. And, you know, when whenever we're practicing, my partner Sonia and I, we always, you know, had a good communication about, all right, what do I need to do here? Okay, I want to turn to the right. Okay, let me use this foot. Oh, that didn't work. Let me try this. You know, and sometimes it's we get in a little argument or something like that. But the point is, is that really taught me to be very objective in my communications and my actions of what I want. You know, so same thing with a relationship. You know, let's say you have a partner and you guys are like, okay, well, what do we want to do? You know, we want to go on vacation. Okay, well, what do we need to do? Boom, boom, boom. Stay in action mode rather than getting caught up in, well, you know, how come you didn't do this? And what does that mean that you didn't say that? And all that kind of stuff that we tend to be sucked into. That's not dancing. That's fighting. And fighting is the the opposite of dancing. You know, there's two forces in the universe. There's that force of entropy that is constantly pulling things apart to homeostasis. And there's the force, the creative force, the life wind that is blowing through the universe, creating and coalescing things. One of them has become represented in dancing because dancing is a co-creative thing. And one of them is represented in martial arts. And they're both two sides of the same hand. Martial arts and dancing are ruled by exactly the same principles. The only difference is the end result. Martial arts, I'm looking to disable my opponent and and make sure that we are nowhere near each other. And dancing, we are looking to connect and, and grow and create. So both of those are integral parts of the universe at play in front of our eyes. And we are always going to be in one mode or another. Either you're fighting and trying to return back to homeostasis, which is a lower energy field, or you're dancing, which is trying to create a higher vibration, higher energy field. So that's pretty much the stuff I had for you today. I hope that that is something that you found valuable. I find it very, very interesting stuff. You know, I have a little cheat sheet that uh, I will put on the show notes, and that's going to be basically summing up all these five points. Momentum, alignment, movement, dynamics, and steps. And I can read it off for you. You'll have it in there anyway, but how to dance your way through life. Momentum. Observe and reflect regularly to adjust the momentum of your life and create the next steps authentically. Alignment. Develop a habit of correcting imbalances through continual awareness. Movement. Dissolve internal misalignments that create resistance in your movements and stay focused on the process rather than the outcome. Dynamics. Allow things and people to move around you in their natural way rather than trying to control them. Employ relational thinking in your actions so that you can see how everything is connected to everything else as it moves. In steps, there is no right or wrong, just right and left. Think objectively in terms of what you want to create, and remember the ladybug. 
That's one of my favorite little metaphors ever because, and there's a little picture on there of a ladybug. It's super cute, but you know, it's, it's such a useful little tool because ladybugs, they don't care. They just don't care and move on. And the same thing with our own lives and our dance and our choreography through life, our actions, the steps that we take, we can learn to be objective and move through life in terms of what do we want to create always, 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 always put it ahead of you. What do I want to create? Not what is wrong with the situation? Why did this happen? Why couldn't I have this, you know, stuff like that? It's what do I want to create? Regardless of what happens, time passes by and swallows everything. So look forward, move forward, dance your way through life by using these principles and see what happens. The music is always going to play, but at some point it will stop. And you want to make sure that you will have lived your life well, that you've danced your way through it to the best of your ability, because once it's gone, it's gone for good. So thank you so much for listening. I am very grateful to be able to share these things with you. Like I said, this is a very meaningful thing for me that I've been able to create. Check out the show notes if you want that little cheat sheet. And thank you again for supporting the show, for listening regularly. I plan on really sharing a lot of the stuff that I'm up to in my life. Like I said, I'm recently fully self-employed. So I am very excited for this transition. It's been something I've interviewed a lot of people about in the last six months of creating this podcast. And I'm very, I'm very thrilled. You know, there's a lot of part of me that's also scared sometimes, but it's going to be good. It's always, always working out for the best in our lives. And I do believe that. So thank you so much for joining me on that journey, on that transformational journey. And uh, I'll see you guys on Friday. You're listening to the Seven Transformations podcast with your host, Tudor Alexander. For more episodes like these, subscribe or stay connected at the 7